Kyan, Slade Green, Durrance, Mepham, Erith, Stone, your local Miskin Radio. Right, who's a fatty? Hey, hands down, calm down, and no pointing, all right? Who's a fatty out there? Now, the people behind those Cadbury cream eggs um, are offering the job of a lifetime for us chubs. They're hiring for the job of your dreams, and you probably meet all the requirements. Now, I'm not calling you fat. Um, I'm not calling me fat, but uh, how can we say it polite? Festively plump. That'll do. Um, Basically, Cadbury's is hiring a chocolate and cocoa taster, Uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. That's what you're going to do. You can imagine there's going to be plenty of perks, but you are going to be paid, basically, to taste chocolate and cocoa all day long. Yep, that's it. Um, the other perk is you don't need any experience. If you get the job, you get full training. Now, this is the ad, yeah? According to the ad, you have, a pa- have you got a passion for chocolate? Taste buds for detection, honesty, and objectivity when it comes to giving an opinion, an eagerness to try new products, a chatty personality, then this is the job for you. <gasps> oh, where do I sign? Um, basically, if you're well acquainted with your taste buds, speak your mind and love a bit of chocolate. I mean, and that's me. Honestly, honestly, I don't often speak my mind. People that know me know I'm a bit shy and retracting. But, uh, yep, this is it. You should apply. Now, the gig pays £9 an hour, and the hours are either Tuesday to Thursday, 9.30 to 12pm, or Monday to Thursday, 3 till 5. The role is permanent, so you ain't got to worry about being let go, and they can promise you £9 an hour, yeah, and type 2 diabetes. Honestly, yum, yum, yum. Um... So, I mean, let's be fair, the only way you're going to get the sack, or the only way they're going to let you go, is if you turn around and say, this chocolate's rubbish. And so, to protect the gig, you ain't going to say that after, are you? Hmm? Or would you? All depends, would you, if you were sitting in an hospital bed, with drips coming out of you, with chocolate poison going, oh, I don't want no more of that. Oh, oh. And, you know, someone just wafts a cream egg under you, and you instantly go into a coma. But, yep, this job is actually a real job. So, if you fancy it, have a look. I'm not, I'm telling you, I, I'm not putting up the advert on the uh, on the website. Nope, not at all. Because I'm going for it myself. Your local station, Miskin Radio. Talk, talk. It's my life. Who do we have before that? Let's press the magic button. Oh, no, not that one. That one will do. Yeah, there we go. See, seamless. Good evening. It's the Jog on Radio Show here on Miskin Radio. It's me, Johnny Rain. I'm the fat lad, and I'm with you around until 10 o'clock. If you would like to be part of the show in any way, shape, or form, all those details coming up very, very soon. Don't forget, if you want to check out the website, miskinradio.co.uk, for all other details, you're more than welcome. It don't cost nothing. Well, it might cost a little bit. It might be like one of those cheap toilets up at Charing Cross, you know, pop two bobbins. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. And then a weird person opens the door halfway through. It's one of them ones, but you don't really want to get involved in all that. As I say, if you would like to be part of the show, then stick around, because all those details are coming up very, very soon. Ebsfleet, Sidcup, Hawley, Newbarn, Baxley, Greenhive, your local Miskin Radio. Um, right, babies' clothes, parents' wedding, wedding rings, children's drawings stuck on the fridge are amongst a woman's prized Household possessions, a survey has revealed. Wrong. Um, uh, men, on the other hand, love their vinyl record collection and smartphones, as well as some of their most treasured items, as well as their cars. Correct. Um, a woman's most treasured treasured items are usually family photos uh, and uh, wedding rings and other bits and pieces. Wrong. 
Wrong, wrong, wrong. Honestly, the, the, these people are fools. No, men like all the things that women don't like. End of. And this isn't anything sexist or anything like that. Take, for example, vinyl records. Now, vinyl records cause so many arguments in my house, it's unbelievable. Them and CDs. Now, as you can imagine, I, I like my music. I've got quite a few vinyl records, uh, a few thousand, and quite a few CDs, a few thousand. Um, so, you know... And, and, acceptable amount of vinyl and all that. But, of course, these are now just gatherers for dust bunnies in their eyes. They have no use. You don't play them. You might as well sell them. No. End of? No. Oh, well, where are they going to go then? Oh, well, I was thinking of a shop. No. Uh, okay, how about a nice cabinet? No. Um, okay, then. How about if I put them on display? No. I'll get them in the loft then. Shall I? Yep. Away you go. And that's how it works. Everything we like, they don't like. The CDs now are in the loft. The vinyl's in the loft. If she could get the car in the loft, she would. And everything else I own. If I could get in the loft, survive, and not bother, and make a mess anywhere, you know, that would be just fine. But... Oh, but the dog can do as it wants. End of. The dog can do as it wants. Not worried about family photos. Not worried about this. Not worried about treasured items. Or like Jasmine, my daughter's uh, first pictures that are stuck to the fridge with a magnet. No, blow all that. The dog. The dog and the rabbits, they can do whatever they want. I can't sit on the settee with a pair of trousers on that uh, look like the slightest bit grubby, but the dog can run around and roll in some substance that smells like Satan himself, uh, and he can do whatever he wants. So, no, I'm not having that. The whole um, baby's clothes, parents' wedding rings, children's drawings, no, the dog. And thrown into the mix, Prosecco. So the dog and Prosecco can do what they want. End of. And I've kind of worked it out. I think it's peas. It is. It's peas. Um, Prosecco, pets, puppies. They can. Uh, they, they seem to fit in quite nicely. But anything else to do with Johns? Nope, not at all. I'm not bitter, by the way. Honestly, I'm, I'm really not. I'm just maybe just a little bit tired. I'll just have a little cry. Miskin Radio. Anyway, couples are having to be cut free after bondage sex in the Fifty Shades of Grey effect, says firefighters. What they're saying is, in the five years since the books were published, bolt cutters were used on 23 men with rings stuck on their... (whistles) in London. And 102 men and women chained to the bed or in handcuffs had to be cut free. This is all due to the popularity of the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Uh, Cases spiked when the first film came out in 2015, said the Capitals Fire Brigade. It said, Fifty Shades effect is leading to embarrassing call-outs. Because that's how firemen speak. By the way, just in case you always thought it was like Sa- uh, Fireman Sam on the set. No, they uh, speak like that. So, yeah, 50 Shades of, uh, effect is leading to embarrassing call-outs. Uh, if the ring doesn't fit, don't force it on. That, my little cherubs, you take as you want. Honestly, that is the words that are written down from the statement from the firefighter who was probably maybe asking someone if they wanted any tiling done at the time. You know, that that is not my faults at all. But, um, yes, so... Uh, what other books have caused injury? You know, this is this is what worries me now. If people are so full-heartedly enough to uh, read the uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey books and uh, and cause themselves injuries, we'll use that very loosely. Injuries. Um, you know, what other books could cause them problems? Um, Oh, God forbid if they read the Beano Annual. I mean, imagine that, eating people with planks and... and uh, Just don't, just don't. It, it beggars belief. But what other books could cause injury? 
Your local station, Miskin Radio. Anyone got a few bob knocking around? I'd like you just to check down the back of your free piece because it seems someone's like, not on hard times, but someone's struggling a little bit. Apparently, Harry Stiles of uh, One Direction fame, that's for all your dads out there you don't know and who ain't up with the youth like me, um, like what I is, um, Harry Styles has relisted his West Hollywood mansion for £5.8 million after attempting to sell it for six months for a higher price tag. Oh, bless. Oh, dear. Harry, who now lives in New York, put his LA pad on the market for £6.6 million back in June, but has now dropped the price after being unable to sell it. Oh, Bless my heart bleeds. The new owner will be in for a treat, given that the pad boasts three three bedrooms. Hang on. Three bedrooms, five and a half bathrooms, and and is set on a sprawling 4,100 square foot overlooking the Pacific Ocean and downtown LA. Now, hang on a moment. Just just basically, five and a half. What is five and a half bathrooms? Really? You can only hope that one of the bathrooms has got... The whole toilet. Otherwise, someone's going around with smelly hands, if you know what I mean. Um, But yes, and for that money, three bedrooms. So you've got more bedrooms, uh, less bedrooms than bathrooms. So theory, why don't he needs that Kirsty Allsop in there? You know, where they they, they change it, not changing rooms. What was it called? Oh, I don't know. I'm babbling. But you know what I mean? They need someone in there to go, look, Harry, this is what it is. You've got too many bathrooms and not enough bedrooms. The ratio's wrong, love. And he'd go, oh, right. Because that's how Harry Styles talks, honestly. Oh, right. I didn't think of that. And they'd sort it all out. They'd get a bathroom or make it four good bathrooms uh, and do away with the half, um, take one and a half away and put that on a bedroom somewhere. And uh, do you know what? Harry Styles needs to give me a bell because I think myself I can get this sorted for him. I can have this sold in a couple of weeks, honestly, straight up. And if he don't sell it, if I win the lottery this week, I'll have it myself. And when I say win, I mean win big, like a tenner, not a lucky dip. Ebbsfleet, Sidcup, Hawley, Newbarn, Baxley, Greenhithe, your local Miskin Radio. Men, have we all done the uh, the whole Valentine's Day thing? No, 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 exactly. And this is why twenty four hour garages were made because they, they and and shops stay open and Asda's and other supermarkets stay open a little bit later because of men. That's it. We the women have already made every effort possible. Have got the Valentine's Day card. Have got this. Have got that. But men, no, we need that. <laughs> We need the one, the Valentine's Day card, sorry, that smells of engine oil. You know, the one that's next to the oil and the screen wash in the petrol garage and the the, uh, the flowers and the chocolates that are stained by the Costa coffee machine. Yeah, that's what we need to give them because nothing says love like a 24-hour convenience garage. Miskin Radio. It's pancake day. How are you having your pancakes? Uh, any ideas? Old school with lemon and sugar. I'm sorry, that is pancakes. Lemon and sugar, Dosh, no more, no less. None of this messing around. Although I am partial to a maple syrup, but lemon and sugar to me is pancake day. Uh, Martin in Gravesend is saying once again, he wants lemon and sugar, 
but he's gone down the chocolate sauce, you know, the uh, the spread out of the, the pot. He's gone down that route. Uh, see, see, what's happened is there, Tell, um, Martin, sorry, you've defected. You've gone from lemon and sugar. Now, that was outside influences, mate. That's outside influences. That's someone else going, yeah, you, you like your lemon and sugar, but you really should have this bosh. And you've gone, oh, okay then. That's fair enough. Uh, I'll eat that. I'll eat that with a chocolate spread on it. But I really wish it was sugar and 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 lemon and stuff. But of course, we've got the whole thing about pancakes coming up because you it is of course pancake day. Now, it, it shouldn't be known as Pancake Day. It shouldn't be known as Shrove Tuesday, anything like that. What it should be known as, as Argument in the Kitchen Day. Let's be fair. How many people now have had a row about pancakes this evening? Yep, hands up. Quite a few, I should imagine. Because this is the way it goes. Dad wants to do the pancakes. But no, the kids want to do the pancakes. So Mum says to Dad, no, let the kids do the pancakes. And Dad goes, all right. And he gets the and walks away. So then the kids try and do the pancakes. And what they do is they totally mess up the batter mix. It's either too runny or too thick. So they haven't put enough oil in the pan or whatever. And number one pancake is a total washout. That's it. Number one pancake. You know it. You're looking at it now. It's just a ball of half-cooked dough. And Dad says... I'll have that one. So that's it. That burnt, half-cooked ball of dough is Dad's. That's sprinkled with sugar. And in no time at all, Dad is eating the raw ingredients uh, of a warmed-up piece of dough with lemon and sugar. Mmm, this is nice. So, right, let's go for number two. Now, they've put in number two. Now, number two, basically, they've used a little bit less this time, but there's still the remnants of number one there. So they're still sticking because they haven't put no more oil in or pan or whatever into the pan or sprayed or anything like that. So now the remnants of number two is burning and that's sticking onto number um, number sorry, number one's remnants is burning and that's sticking onto number two. So number two now, although it's better, is still a washout. Dad eats that again. So now we're on to number three. Now number three we should have aced it. Now, number three, we've now poured it in. We're swilling it around. We've given the pan a little bit of a wipe, got all the burnt bits out. Number three's worked. Lovely. We have now got one pancake on the plate. Right, we'll do another one. Now, bearing in mind, while they're doing another one, someone's over there with a teaspoon doshing the sugar on and the lemon, but what's happened there is, is number three's getting cold. So someone eats that and goes, that's all right, I'll have, I'll have that as one of mine while number four's cooking. Number four goes on there and they suddenly realise that they've done four pancakes and used the whole batter mix. Now, this is where it really goes wrong because what happens is now is said kids go, we'll make some more batter, mum. And mum goes, no, leave it, let me do it. No, we'll make some more. In the meantime, dad's now feeling a bit ill because he's eating raw flour. Now, what they do is now they knock up another batch of pancake mix but they do it in the same jug now the jug now has got all the lumps and bumps in it because we've got half used batter and they put dry mix in there and they've cracked an egg in and now basically kids we're now making omelettes and so there's another one for dad this is chaos take it from me because the cleanup is horrendous and all i get is earache so take it from me people the best way to enjoy Pancake Day in anyone's house that has got the slightest bit of savvy, the slightest bit of know-how, yeah, is buy a pack of them ones that you just warm up. You chuck them in the pan, they look... Because, obviously, I've missed out the tossing bit as well. This is where the kids want to chuck the thing in the air, yeah? Now, this is the doughy, flowery thing that's already sticking, and now it's going on your brand new hob. It's going straight on it. Bosh! Straight on the brand new hob. And that's it. 
That's that buggered as well. You know, it's all gone. It's all gone. Oh, dear me. And then it just goes into a, a, a haze and, oh, oh, no, I can't even go there. So what you've got to do is you've got to buy the, the uh, ready-made pancakes, good as gold, happy days, warm them up, and everyone looks professional. From the riverside, through the town centres, to the villages, Miskin Radio. Who got stuck at the Dartford Tunnel and Dartford Bridge today? Hands up. Yes. You know why? Because of the berm. Yep, that's it, the berm. Yesterday, at London City Airport, they found a 500 kilo Second World War bomb. Yep, 500 kilos, a half a tonne bomb at London City Airport. I work right in the uh, flight line for that, for the approach to the runway, and there was no planes over at all yesterday. It was really eerie. It's weird because we're used to the planes coming over and the size of the planes that go in there. You know, they're coming over every two minutes, and there was nothing coming over. The surrounding area, everything was shut. Homes were evacuated, everything, because of this half-a-ton bomb. So what they've done is they've gone, we know what to do with that. Um, they took it from the King George V dock on Sunday. Um, so, sorry, they found it on the King George V dock on Sunday. And what they've done is they've put it on like a barge and they've now floated it up the river. Now, they reckon they, they affect, it affected and they evacuated up to 16,000 people. That was 16,000 people affected by this. But what they've done is they've put it on a barge and they're now floating it up the river. And they're now floating it towards Essex. And they're going to do a controlled explosion up there of this half a ton bomb. Now, the, the, the main thing that I've got the problem with is sitting in the estuary up there, you've got the Montgomery, uh, which is the old um, World War Two munition ship the banded munition ship that sank in the thames estuary in uh, in the 1940s and it sunk with a full load of ammunition on board now this boat they reckon if it went up that's it london's gone london is flooded it'll be the highest man-made chute of water visible from space going up in the air if this thing goes um they don't know what to do there's exclusion zones radar around it everything you can't get within a half a mile of it without the coast guard and people knowing about this thing um if you actually look it up it's i think it's the uss montgomery i can't remember but it's definitely montgomery so what they call a banded ship so that's sitting there and the, and the masts actually sit out the water so they're going to take a bomb up there and set it off near this thing do you know when you think to yourself, someone hasn't thought this through? But what they've done today was, because they obviously floated this thing up, they had to shut Dartford Bridge, shut Dartford Tunnel, just in case the worst happened, and, and the bridge had come down or the tunnel would flood. So they've now towed it up towards Essex, and they're going to do it up there. Now, the, the result of this, I should imagine, has resulted in a lot of panic buying in Essex. They, they, already the pan shops are saying that items are flying off the shelf, and they're setting out. They're setting out at the pan lands in Essex. And there is a story that if the bomb does actually go off, it could damage, they reckon, at least 10 pans worth of stuff. Your local station, Miskin Radio.